0: Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. Let's all put on our bachelor's degree in sociology hat. Huh? From the Heritage Foundation. Purity blockers, cross-sex hormones, and youth suicide. So the uh, the Heritage Foundation has come out with an article saying that um, youth access to trans medical care makes them more suicidal or something. Um, so let's let's see. Read full report. Yeah, because conservative media doesn't put ad blockers. Or sorry, doesn't put. Um, Subscription blockers on their shit. That's left and liberal media, not conservative. Not ad blockers. You know what I mean. The the um, paywall. Thank you, paywall. Jesus. You mean ads? No, the paywall. Shut up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Summary. Lowering legal barriers to make it easier for minors to undergo cross-sex medical intervention
1: without parental consent does not reduce suicide rates. In fact, it Wait, what? Wait. What? Wait, what? Is that what it said on the Twitter? Wait, no, it isn't. Wait, 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 wait. Right off the bat. The Twitter says,
0: my new study released today shows that easing access to puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones has actually increased youth, youth suicide rates. But then here it says, Lowering legal barriers to make it easier for minors to undergo cross-sex medical intervention without parental consent. But those are different things. One of them refers to access to youth trans care. The other refers to the legality of accessing youth trans care without parental intervention. Those aren't the same thing. Okay state should instead adopt parental bill of rights that affirm the fact parents have primary responsibility for their children's education and health school officials receive permission. Parents administering health care and medication, gender-affirming counseling, children and teens. state should also tighten the criteria for receiving cross-sex treatments, including raising the minimum eligibility age. All right. Well, let's see where this data is. Key takeaways. U.S. policymakers are seeking to make it easier for minors to access puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones based on the claim that doing so reduces suicide risk. Studies finding that gender-affirming interventions prevent suicide fails show a causal relationship and have been poorly executed. I look forward to seeing that substantiated. A superior research design shows that easing access to puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones by minors without parental consent increases suicide rates. Okay, so right off the bat, people are linking me. Apparently other people have looked at this. Okay, right off the bat, one thing that I'm noticing is that it seems like they're extrapolating a very specific claim to a very broad one. If the only thing we're looking at right now is the state legality of accessing certain types of medical care without parental consent, that's a very like niche thing, you know? Like we already have plenty of data on whether or not gender affirming care decreases suicidality for youth trans people, which it does. So, if we already have really compelling data to indicate that gender affirming care is good for the mental health of youth, the trans youth why would we then attempt to prove a broader point about that access being harmful through a niche statistic? What it suggests to me is a kind of cherry picking, where by using a sort of tangential data point, you're able to suggest a, a counterintuitive trend, even if the data doesn't support it. Does that make sense? Um, well, let's see the data. Hey, Vosh, I'm a PhD economist. I've already reached out to Green to request his data and replication files. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, but I'd love to talk with him about some likely... Oh, love to talk with me about some of the likely problems of the paper. Well, let me me read it first. Hold on, don't you? Jumping down me britches here. Adolescents confused. Adolescents who are confused about their gender suffer... Okay, the language right off the bat. I like how we're talking about a medical issue and we're using non-medical terminology. Confused about their gender suffer from an abnormally high suicide rate. The research demonstrates gender confusion generally resolves itself without medical intervention. Notice how they're using the term gender confusion instead of gender dysphoria, because the term gender confusion in this study, which I've already gone over before, transgender and gender diverse children and adolescents, it says gender diverse Because what they basically said was like, hey, ever notice how like 99% of gender non-conforming demonstrating children don't become trans? Because they were including like all non-stereotypically cisgender behavior as gender confusion. Um, They're conflating gender confusion and gender dysphoria to imply that gender dysphoria happens to everyone. um, And that it just like everyone fades out and like almost everyone doesn't have it anymore by the time they hit puberty or whatever. Some educators and medical professionals encourage teens. Shouldn't this be a peer review instead of a study trying to debunk other studies? This isn't peer reviewed, right? Was this was this even submitted to a paper? Is this literally just an article posted on the Heritage Foundation website? That's it. Okay. Alright. So yeah. Yes it is? Wait, yes it is what? Yes, it's just published to the Heritage Foundation or it's peer review. Is it peer Econo Praxis? Don't say yes or no. Say if it's peer reviewed or not. <laughs> It's confusing me. You're on a delay of several seconds. It is not peer-reviewed. Okay, thank you. All right. Some educators and medical professionals encourage teens, even preteens, teens take puberty blockers across sex hormones, secondary sex characters, blah. blah, blah. Um, well, the, while the World Professional Association for Trans Health acknowledges the interventions can have significant complications, it also warns delaying intervention can have serious risks. Well, any medical other associate advocates, members of the media, even White House staff, invoke scientific authority to assert cross-sex medical intervention reduce the risk of suicide, which, yeah, we have pretty strong evidence of that. Sarah Hart, director for the Washington, D.C. branch of an organization that provides medical intervention support for trans the dorms, states with confidence that laws and systems barring gender-affirming health care will contribute higher rates of significant mental health problems, including deaths by suicide. Um, it is clear gender-affirming care has the potential to reduce rates of depression suicide attempts. In an opinion piece... In the Washington Post, um, they say cross-sex medication has been shown to reduce the risk of depression and suicide for trans youth. Banning it may create excruciating conflict for parents. The danger of adolescents committing suicide if they do not receive these medical interventions is thought to be so urgent that the Biden admin recently issued a statement confirming the positive impact of gender-affirming care on youth mental health. Wait, how is that a reflection of urgency? That's it. A statement confirming the positive impact of gender affirming care on youth mental health. That's it. That's the urgency that you're referring to here. The language in here is so fucking loaded. This is so obviously not a scientific study. And so obviously an op-ed that's LARPing at being a scientific study. Um, While referencing the evidence behind the positive effect of gender affirming care. This isn't an urgent statement. It's just like a truthful reflection of the existing data. There's nothing about this that indicates like some severe degree of investment. A number of states have also considered or enacted legislation making it easier for minors to access cross-sex intervention without the parents' consent. California AB 1184 to prevent insurance companies from notifying parents if children on their policies receive um, sensitive services, which were defined to include gender-affirming care, based on red pill, blah, blah. However, young people may also experience significant and irreversible harms from such medical interventions. This backgrounder reviews existing research of the relationship between cross-sex interventions and suicide um and then presents a new empirical analysis that examines whether easing access by adolescents to those interventions is likely to result in fewer adolescent suicides but we already have studies on whether or not access to gender affirming care reduces suicidality in trans youth and the answer is yes overwhelmingly so we're we're kind of trying to we're trying to disprove that very obvious and undeniable fact by addressing a tangential issue which is specific state law about the accessibility of gender-affirming care to youth without parental consent, which is related but not directly causative, not even close. The new analysis presented here finds the existing literature on this topic suffers from a series of weaknesses that prevents researchers from being able to draw credible causal conclusions. What? About a relationship between medical intervention and suicide using a superior research design 2.0. The new analysis finds increasing minors' access to cross-sex intervention associated with a significant increase in the adolescent suicide rate. Rather than facilitating access by minors to these medical interventions without parental consent, states should be pursuing policies that strengthen parental involvement in these decisions with lifelong implications for their children. Okay, the context. Uh, oh god, wait, hold on. We might have to get just the research part. I'm sure this is full of like misleading political bias, but we do... Yeah, hold on. Google search terms, Google trend scores for the term puberty blocker, transgender, gender identity disorder, and gender support increasing since 2010 based. Okay, prior research. The effects of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones as medical intervention for adolescents who identify as trans has never been subjected to a large-scale randomized controlled trial, like the kind that is typically required for approval of new medications. First of all, I don't even know if this is true. And second of all, we're not trying to approve new medications. The medications have already been approved. What's the citation here? Antiandrogen or estrodial treatment of both hormone therapy and transitioning transgender women. What? What does this have to do with whether or not they've been subjected to RCT? Wait, this is not this is not the standard of preferred or expected research for something like this. Okay. Puberty blockers and sex hormones have been developed originally for other purposes. Uh, puberty blockers were originally designed to delay precocious puberty among very young children who began puberty well before their peers. Sex hormones were developed primarily to treat people who were unable to produce enough of the hormones of their biological sex. These are the uses for which these drugs were originally tested and approved. These drugs have been prescribed for young people wishing to transition their sex, sex without undergoing test to formal approval for these uses. Wait, what? Without undergoing testing and formal formal. Approval for these new uses. First of all, they have. That's why doctors prescribe them. There are plenty of tests on their effects. And additionally, they're still doing what we expect them to do. The like, it's basically what they're saying right here is that it's not fair to use these drugs for these new reasons because they do the things that we expect them to do only to people we don't want them to affect. So puberty blockers were used to block, uh, to delay puberty. They just only want that happening to children with precocious puberty syndrome and not to, like, trans children. Like, it's the the same thing. Puberty blockers block puberty. That's what they were tested to do. They're still doing it. And likewise, sex hormones, like testosterone or estrogen, were designed to enhance characteristics associated with the presence of those hormones in people, usually secondary sex characteristics or things associated with them, and that's what we're doing for trans people. It's the same effect. They just don't like who it's being used for. The lack of any experimental evidence of the effects of these medical interventions. What experimental evidence of the effect? What, what do they think it's? Ha- what do they think is? Is it? What do they think it's doing? We know what these things do. There's no ambiguity at all. We, okay. Duh, duh, duh. Use of puberty blockers, sex hormones to address gender issues, also relatively recent. Randomized experiments not requested. And that this novel used these drugs relatively recently means only a handful of studies examine their effects, and all these studies use inferior correlational research designs. Wait, this is completely incoherent When a person takes estrogen, we know what estrogen does to a body we 've known that for a while that we we know, we know that, likewise with testosterone, and with puberty blockers, it blocks puberty we 're fully aware of the effects of these drugs. The correlational research that they're referring to isn't about the effects of the drugs physiologically. It's about the effects of the drugs on the well-being of the patient which have shown positive results in favor of trans people. Um, You know, I know this isn't like a big shocker to you guys or whatever. Yeah, SDL did a big thing on this. Like, there's plenty of research indicating that gender-affirming care works. He's a data male, you know how it is. Um, I'll just leave that open. we can look at it in in a bit um yeah it's not the main defect of studies relying on correlational media unable to determine whether any relationships between receiving these drugs and later health outcomes are causal that is one can never know with confidence whether the drugs cause these outcomes wait what for growing titties after you take estrogen or for lowering the suicide rate for trans women are we referring to physiological outcomes or social outcomes why are they being so ambiguous here what Like, notice how they're not even talking about which conditions or, like, characteristics they're looking to see causal evidence for. We know we have causal evidence that taking estrogen shots will grow your tits. We know that pretty well. And we, we, ha- we have as reliable of data as you can get on it reducing suicidality. Pigeon, can I help you with something? Evidently not. Weakness of correlational research design can be illustrated by exam. One of the most prominent studies claiming to find adolescents who receive cross-sex hormones have a lower risk of suicide. This study, led by Jack Turbin of Stanford Medical Medical School, examines the results of a 2015 survey of more than 27,000 adults who identify as trans. The survey was not meant to be representative of all adults because its participants were recruited at a convenient sample, largely through trans support groups. Subjects were then asked whether they'd ever sought cross-sex hormones and whether they'd ever received them. Respondents who never sought cross-sex hormones were excluded from the analysis. The main comparison examined in the study was between those who had sought and received the hormones and those who had sought but had never received them when they were between 14 and 17. The obvious defect in this comparison is that there are reasons why some people were able to get the hormones while others could not, even though all of them report wanting to get them. The reasons that allowed some to access them but not others are likely strongly related to later mental health. One of the most important reasons why some adolescents were able to access the hormone therapies while others could not is that parent consent is often, though not always, required to get those drugs as is well known from research on gender-confused youth, as well as more generally, closer and more positive relationship between children and parents from mental well-being protecting suicide. The problem then with the Turbin study is that it's impossible to know whether the reduced odds of contemplating suicide among adults who sought and received hormone therapy as children were a result of the relationship with their parents who gave the consent for this intervention or a result of the intervention itself. So, so th- their suggestion here is that the significant disparity in mental health, uh, ha- mental health outcome results between these two groups could be attributed to the fact that the youth who were able to gain cross-sex hormones probably had good relationships with their parents beforehand, and that's why they were able to gain access to it. So the fact that they had a better relationship with their family was both what allowed them to gain access to those hormones and also what improved their mental health. That's not impossible, but that's a very strong claim to say like, "Hey, here's a possible confounding variable, therefore, the study is invalid, doesn't necessarily follow. It's just speculation. It's just like they, they say like, maybe it's because of this. I, I think that it's possible that has a weight on the claim, but I don't think um, I don't think that's sufficient. I don't think speculation is, is sufficient to throw out the, the results of the study here. See, look, if a close and positive relationship between parents and children struggling with gender identity, struggling with gender identity, is the key to successful outcome for those adolescents, the hormones themselves might make no difference or even be harmful. Hmm. But that effect would be masked by the kind of parent-child relationship that exists when parents are more likely to consent. So, they're claiming that the, the kids... Who gain the cross-sex hormones have better outcomes not because they got the cross-sex hormones, but because their parents were nice enough to let them have the cross-sex hormones. But the cross-sex hormones might even be harmful. But it's about the this is this is. I understand what they're saying, and it's not impossible that this might have an effect on the outcome, but this is highly speculative. Termin zone data show enormous differences in relationships between parents and children among those who obtain the hormones, those who do not, despite desiring them. Of those who are unable to get the hormones, 35% had not come out to their parents compared to 3% among those who had obtained hormones at ages 14 and 15, and 4% among those who obtained hormones at 16 and 17, among those who got hormones at teenagers, nearly 80% reported feeling supported by their parents compared to 33% of those who were unable to get the drugs. But... These children still reported that they are happy they received the drugs, right? What question were they being asked? Whether or not they thought those drugs were beneficial to them, or merely whether they were doing better than they were before? What's the question being asked here? What, what, what's? Did they even specify? Did they even specify here what they were being asked? Hold on. Turban. Trans study. Wait! After adjustment for demographic variables and level of family support for gender identity, they controlled for that variable? The study controlled for the variable in its outcome Heritage Foundation report. It says it right here. They took that into account. Your confounding variable has been accounted for. Well, I guess... Well, this was a whole fucking waste of time. They accounted for this. Oh wait, Termin attempts to control statistically for the reported differences. Okay, so they acknowledge it. But that adjustment cannot fully fix the bias. My sources! I made it the fuck up! What?! Wait, they controlled for it? But, you, uh, uh, well, they can- they, they- they- they acknowledge this and control for it, but, like, you, they you can't do that. What?! what what methodological error did they commit do you d- d- is there like a math problem what how, wh- what you can absolutely control for something like that you would just list you you would just account for you can do that mathematically this is multivariate regressive analysis i'm qualified to do that it's not difficult to do why so so it's just not like My problem with the statistical control is that I don't, I don't like the result they got. Especially when the differences between the groups being compared are so stark and when the measures of parent child relationships are so imprecise. This would be like trying to adjust for the effects of family income during childhood, knowing only whether someone reports having felt poor memories are imperfect and simply dividing people into poor or not poor categories fails to capture the difference between the children of billiards those raised in public house wait what is there any evidence at all that that turban study that we just looked at only separated the studied children into groups of got along with their parents or didn't get along with their parents is there any evidence at all this is this has gone from speculative to being flat out, like, incoherent. They're essentially saying, like, sure, they controlled for the confounding variable, but, like, I don't know, what. it's probably not good enough, probably. Alright. Here, the full text is free. Do we have a chart? So they have supportive, neutral, and unsupportive. After the, um, after the, uh, the, the data, supportive, neutral, or unsupportive was accounted for, what was the, um, what was the significance of the outcome? Adjusted odds ratio, 0.3, 95% confidence interval, 0.2 to 0.6. So after all the factors were adjusted for, they're saying that the youth who were given access to cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers had about a 30% chance. uh, Sorry, not a 30% chance, sorry. A a 0.3 times rate of suicidal ideation relative to the group that... um, that did not have access to pubertal suppression. Okay, so after the yeah, 0.3 right here with a p value of 0.001 asterisk.
1: And that's over ideation. What's your p value? It's how much you p? If this
0: is after the if this is after the adjusted result, this is a very significant. You can't explain this away a 0.3 odds ratio after adjusting for parental um
1: approval is a is a massive yeah that's a okay i don't know why i'm bothering to look over this
0: there's already so much evidence that like transitioning and access to trans care is good for trans people is like what is this SDL? Why are you wording in my chat? There's only two considerations. Ninety-five percent of the general confirmed assets for, f- f- for the, the, uh, r- n- n- of- Ôs- um, the way Mara c- did did the abstract paragraph. Yeah, but that's not sufficient to like rebuke the. Wait, read the what? Read the abstract paragraph. I don't know how many times I have to say I'm illiterate for people to listen to me. What abstract paragraph? You mean the introduction, the summary? Just this, the summary? We're probably gonna get better research on this soon. It's just all the research we have, no matter how small the sample size or like the methods or the whatever methodology, it's just it just all points in the same direction so consistently um this i i i I consider this refutation of the turban study to be basically baseless to try to ignore a 0.3 odds ratio because the factor they accounted for maybe they didn't account for it well enough i that's very very weak okay this is going to take forever
1: hold on let me We haven't even gotten to the claims of the paper here.
0: Introducing more potential confounding variables. When Michael Biggs analyzes the same data and disaggregates the hormone by type, he finds males who took estrogen, so trans women, are more likely to plan suicide, attempt suicide, and to require hospitalization
1: for a suicide attempt. Compared to what group? Trans
0: women who don't get access to estrogen? Or cis men? Or cis women? Or the Turban study combines the use of testosterone for natal females and estrogen for natal males and only reports the combined effects of hormones. When Michael Biggs analyzed the same data disaggregates, males who took estrogen are more likely to plant... Wait, but compared to what? Compared to trans women who don't?
1: Wait, no, let me click on this. What? Why would it cite this but not have a link? I I don't care.
0: Similarly, the 2022 Turban study finds that 16 and 17 year olds who receive hormones are more than twice as likely to report a past year suicide attempt requiring innovation. Compared to what group? Wait, why do they keep saying a greater likelihood? When they're not comparing it to a control group. Compared to what? What what group fails to find statistical significance by standard higher Wait, but that finding fails to achieve statistical significance by setting the standard for significance higher than is conventional compared to the general population? Is there evidence that this is being compared to the general population? Because if so, this is like incredibly fucking stupid. I have to assume that it's compared to the general population. There's a big ass thread with critiques. Yeah, I saw this, but the person blocked me. Lama. Two turbine studies do not consistently use the same set of control variables to generate the ratio. Two turbine studies change the main act of interest, lysosis, and the last one's because hormones. Study change of the factors, as of the process, if your models out have various results.
1: If they. If,
0: if they're seriously comparing like the suicidality rate of young trans people on hormones to the general population, and then framing it as though that's a comparison between young trans people who have versus have not received hormones, this whole thing can be written off immediately. Um, there's no reason to pay attention to anything the study says if they're going to try to pull stuff like that. Um, a better research approach. I love better research approaches. They are comparing those who wanted hormones versus those who got them. They don't specify which group they're comparing to. And I'm not looking through the annals of data collection to see whether or not the thing that they're citing but not linking to for some reason is like disaggregating the data in an effective manner. I don't want to have to remember my degree. I'm a streamer now. Could you make a calendar with a stream schedule? There is no stream schedule. It would just have a big poop on it. The whole calendar. Okay, Now we're getting to the thing they're actually attempting to measure, which is the youth suicidality trans whatever rate in states that allow trans people to gain access to medical intervention for their transness without parental consent. Wait, wouldn't this study have the possibility of introducing the exact same confounding variable they were criticizing earlier? If a state has the ability for trans youth to access gender-affirming care without parental um, supervision, That might mean a greater proportion of people in that state gain that access, and therefore self-identify as trans in ways that would be recorded by, like, um, statistical inquiry or sociological analysis. Whereas states that only allow for gender-affirming care to be provided with parental consent might have more of the trans people who receive it be ones that are um, benefiting from, like, higher quality parentage. Wouldn't that, wouldn't this introduce the same potential, okay, Another approach would be a model to increase suicide rates in states where minors can access health care without parental consent over time. This could be done by including the amount of time. Okay, do the, do the thing. In the past several years, the suicide rate among those aged 12 to 23 has become significantly higher in states that have a provision that allow minors to receive routine health care without parental consent and say to provision. for 2010, I noticed this isn't even about trans stuff. It's just about, like, access to health care in general. Before 2010, these two groups of states did not differ in their youth suicide rates. Starting in 2010, when puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones became widely available, elevated suicide rates in states were much more easily. Access. Wait, that's the connection they're drawing? They're saying that an increased disparity in suicide rates among youth from 2010 and onward between states that do and don't have medical access for, for, for youth without parental consent is due to trans intervention because puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones became more known and widely available back then? That's it? That's the connection? I thought earlier they were trying to do a causative analysis, and this is what we're getting? Oh, yeah, suicide rates went up around 2010. Like, that's kind of when trans people were a thing, so like, yeah, that's probably... What? That's it? This could be... I, I... You could find hundreds of potential confounding variables here, ones they can't even control for because the relationship is so spurious. Okay. Rather than being protected in suicide, this pattern indicates easier access by minors to cross-sex medical intervention that parental consent is associated with high risk of suicide. I thought we were looking for causative analysis. Why are we suddenly, the reason they're using is associated with here is because this is as correlative as it gets. Why up here, they're like, uh, this is just correlative analysis. And down here, it's like, well, Google searches went up around the time that suicides did, so therefore. What what other Google searches went up in 2010, you know? Well, what else was popular back then? Neopets? Was Neopets a thing back then? What about Rage Comics? Wait, hold on.
1: Hold on. I think we're about to crack the code. Boo. BOOOOOO! Uh oh. We found it out. We figured it out, lads. Yeah, what about, what about Minecraft? Oh no. Oh no.
0: Put over a chart of suicide hotline? Oh shit, hold on, wait. Okay guys, I've got bad news. Minecraft is way more popular than suicide. It doesn't even show up. I guess that's a good thing, right? I mean, it would be pretty depressing if suicide hotline was like Yeah, this is good. <laughs> let's just let's just let's just accept that's a good thing. Okay, anyway, we're reading some stupid shit. Pigeon, can I help you? Pigeon, what's your opinion on the correlative relationship between cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers in 2010 relative to the increasing disparity? In youth suicide rates between states that do and don't have laws that allow for minor access to
1: healthcare without parental consent. What's your opinion on that? How do you feel about that? Okay. Sharp. I don't feel good about it, yeah. I have a significant
0: correlation report. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, I could have called this one. Damn, wait, is this real?
1: That is a powerful... Wait, is this real? That is a very strong... God damn. Pigeon, if you're gonna keep squeaking, here... Squeaky, squeaky.
0: All right, okay, let's finish this. Let's save me, save me from the dark or whatever. Okay. Um, the results higher in state
1: provision with it before 2010 groups two group states not differ wildly. Can I see the data? Rather than being protective against suicide, the pattern indicates easier access by minors to cross-sex medical
0: intervention without parental consent associated, again, Wait, SDL, you have to tell me if I'm missing something here. Are they seriously just correlating the change in suicide rate disparities for youth with trans kids? Because that's roughly the time that cross-sex hormones and uh, uh, puberty blockers became more known and googled about? Is that seriously the association that they're going with? Is that genuinely, authentically... The thing that they're using to tie this data together because nothing about their data points has anything to do with trans people. It's just completely irrelevant. It's okay. All right. Without making any adjustments, suicide rates among those ages. Read, reads that. Why? STL, can't you just answer without making me read things? We're not all like you. Oh, this was the, 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 the person who blocked me. Okay, I'll read this in a second. Hold on. the minor access proficiency spike and youth suicide rates. Suicide rates are the 1223. Rosen in states provision minor access parental Sates are available.
1: After cross-sex treatments became available. How are we Wait. Wait, what? Wait,
0: what is this? Gra- what are the two lines here? Ages 12 to 23, 28 to 39? What is with these age groups? Why are we tracking anything from older populations when we're looking at trans youth? Why 12 to 23 and 28 to 39? Is this is this for states that do or do not have laws that allow for minor
1: access to... It... W- what? Additional suicides... states. Author's calculations based on data from centers of see... Wait, what states does this account for? What? Where did they pull
0: this data from? Unadjusted additional suicides per 100,000, three-year
1: rolling average. Why three-year rolling average? Shouldn't, shouldn't there be specific info on... Wh- what am I looking at? Which states?
0: The graph is different between the two different categories of states. Then why is the gray line a different
1: age group? If it was two different categories of states, why would the gray line be a different age group? I I, I don't. I,
0: is that is this a typo? I'm actually asking. This chart doesn't demonstrate anything. Is this supposed to be between states? Because you'd think from looking at this, this would be like this would be about the rate of suicide going up, the blue line being states where the minors can access the healthcare and the gray line being the ones where they can't, then why is it referred to a different age group, an age group nobody's talking about?
1: Is this a typo? No, I'm actually asking, is this a typo? Who, who, made, who made this paper? It's supposed to be a placebo test? What? The 28 to 39 is people that aren't affected. Why would they not show
0: the relevant? It's supposed to be about the rise in youth suicides compared to standard for all states, all states in the United States. Why would this doesn't demonstrate the disparity? What? Okay. I saw one of the authors on Twitter say something about mislabeling labeng chart. Wait, is that true? If this chart is mislabeled, first of all, that'd be very funny. And second of all, that would um, that would make a lot of sense. Th- this chart doesn't demonstrate
1: what it's supposed to. It is mislabeled? I need proof of this. I need... Hold on. I need proof of this. It is mislabeled, but not this? There's another mislabeling? I'm gonna lose my mind. I... I'm
0: so confused right now. I, I I might just be I might just be overthinking it. I guess
1: I, I just don't. If I go on Twitter and I type in mislabeled, am I gonna find? Well, that's furry porn. Those are some huge dog dicks. Holy shit! Okay. Anyway, um. Found Did you really? The table is just mislabeled. Wait. Is it the table I'm thinking of? I have the incog. No, this
0: is a different chart that might be mislabeled. Oh, God, we're getting, like, multiple layers in. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay, I, let's just chalk this up to me being retarded. I, I just don't understand why they would plot two different age groups for all states without... A, okay. Um also clear states provisions and make these adjustment plan three picture in chart three. Chart three. This is chart two. Wait. Where do they explain the contents of chart two? Chart two shows the trend. Okay. Chart two plots the trend in the difference between the heritage model plot the difference in the three rolling averages of suicide rates between states with minor access provisions and state with no such provision. Chart 2 plots the trend in this difference for those aged 12 to 23 who could have been affected by a policy when cross-sex medical intervention being available. It also shows the trends of the difference between groups aged 28 to 39. So wait, is this for states that do have the provisions that allow
1: for... Okay, I guess so. I don't understand the necessity of
0: demonstrating this data compared to what the future charts are going to show, and I don't know why the age groups are separated the way they are. But okay, I I think I'm overthinking it. This is just weird. But I guess I should just expect this level of quality from a paper like this. I don't. It's charting the difference between the states that do and don't. No, it's not. That's the thing. This isn't charting the difference between states that do and don't. It's charting arbitrary age categories within states that do have those provisions, going in opposite directions. Okay, dumb. It's p hacking nonsense? No, it's not p hacking nonsense. It just doesn't. It is showing the difference? No, it's not. This is only. Okay. This is. Here's only three. I think the president of state provisions and the difference. Okay. I'm going to kill myself. This is the chart that should have two lines. It's clear the presence of a state-level provision for no- minors to access health care without parental consent makes no difference in suicide rates among those ages in 12 to 23 around 2010 when the suicide rate begins to drift up in states with easier access. So why aren't they showing the youth suicide rate in states that don't have those minor access provisions? If they're trying to demonstrate that the minor access provisions are what increase the youth suicide rate, why would they not have an adjacent line in a different color from states that don't have minor access provisions to indicate that there's a difference? Is it relative proportion? Read the graph footnote, it is a difference. Additional suicide refers to the increase in suicide rates in states with a minor access provision relative to states.
1: Okay, so this is a relative proportion. So this would be double? And this would be double point five. Is it multiplicative? No, additional suicides per 100... You could just put two lines. You could just put two lines on a chart. That's what
0: everyone does. You could just put, like every other human, you could just put two lines, and one of them is for the one with the minor access provisions, and one that... I feel like a fucking retard right now, because I'm tr- I keep thinking, like, well, this will do the- they'll do the thing that makes sense.
1: But they don't. They're doing a different... They're doing a different thing. Like, for example, this doesn't show...
0: This doesn't show the suicide rate, it only shows the relative suicide rate difference. So for all you know, whenever it goes up to here, the 1 per 100,000 more, it could be a difference between 8 and 9 per 100,000. Or it could be a difference of 1 and 2 per 100,000. This is deliberately obfuscatory. You would want two separate lines and not a relative... It's not p-hacking! You would want two separate lines, not a relative um what's higher or lower because this 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 obfuscates what the actual rate is like you can see the numbers here but why wouldn't you in fact if anything this would indicate that the rate has gone up in all but now i have to compare between two different charts to get this basic information here so in 2016 wait is are they both three-year rolling averages okay they are both three-year rolling averages so in 2016 Right here, it would have been... If we're charting from going up since 2010, and then you have this,
1: but over here, it only starts really going up after 2016, but it goes up
0: by about 1.5 at max. And this one goes up here, but the rolling average isn't the same the information is here, but I just do not understand why they wouldn't just put two lines on the same chart. It, it defies my brain. I, 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 it absolutely defies comprehension. Elevator rate of use suicidality, statistically conventional levels, robust, different approaches to the trend over time. Useful to conduct a placebo test to examine whether the elevator rates of suicide among The funny thing is, is that there's actually a really clear explanation for this. The only explanation they've provided is around 2010, cross-sex hormones became more Google-searched? Like, okay, wouldn't an easier explanation for this be that states that have minor access provisions are probably more likely to be like coastal large city population states, and those states tend to have like higher rates of suicide for youth, possibly? Like, like, aren't there aren't there a ton of possible explanations for this that have nothing to do with trans? Like, there are so many conflating factors or or confounding factors here. It's absolutely insane. Um, I don't even know. Like, yeah, you can make up like any point here that you wanted to. Also, what are the
1: states? Okay, states by minor access provision. States without. What States with minor access provision counts
0: two-thirds of the United States. Wait, New
1: York doesn't have minor access provision, but Florida does. This is the mislabeled one This is the mislabeled one what's the What's the proper? They didn't even
0: review it check labels of the chart. The chart groups list the buckets of has minor access provision does not have a provision, but they mislabel the columns. What is going on? They say in page 5 of the report they correctly label it. What page It's one page. The labels are swapped. Yeah, I figured that. Why can't Can't they edit it on the website?
1: They control the website. Can't they just edit it? Can't So California doesn't have minor access provision? Oh, gotcha, thank you. And also, what, what what types of laws are
0: these? We're just grouping them all in together? Can I, oh my God. Oh my fucking God, dude. They have the link for the
1: source as part of the image instead of text beneath the image. I can't I can't do this type it out I can't I'm not I can't I'm not going to type it out I can't do this I I can't I can't somebody in chat has a thank you five space minor consent routine state This
0: document includes 34 states, including D.C., with laws allowing minors who are living on their own, including unaccompanied minors consent for routine health care, which should be included in vaccination. This also includes states with laws allowing minors to consent for diagnosis and treatment of some diseases. Wait, so Alabama does have... Wait, so Alabama does have a consent to routine... Wait, this, this, this is routine medical care, not even trans health care. What? Wait. What? This these provisions might not even encompass
1: gender affirming care. What? So this does. The. This whole thing is like fractally wrong. I. How states gender affirming
0: care youth no parental consent what isn't there a list for that youth access to gender affirming care the federal and state policy landscape what about who has access to the what states allow you to even do that How, how many states allow youth to get gender-affirming care without parental approval? Is there? Right here in a legal brief from California, it says, in most cases, youth under the age of 18 must obtain the permission of their parents or guardian to access any medical treatment, including treatment for gender transition. How many states would even allow you to get gender-affirming care without parental consent? Just because a state has provisions for medical care. Do I have to read all of these? (sighs) Alabama, any minor who is 14 or graduated from high school, married, been married or divorced, or is pregnant may give effective consent to any legally authorized dental, medical, health, or mental health services for him or herself. Mental health services. That probably just means, like, therapy. Consent for medical or dental services. Yeah, this is for routine medical
1: care. I don't... If I look up gender? Nothing. None of this means anything.
0: This whole thing was a waste of time. None of this means anything at all. It's a spurious correlative association based on Google trend results that relies on a data model that you could apply literally anything to and the criteria it's using to distinguish between the control and the non-control groups are arbitrarily selected for based on minor access provision that refers to general care and not gender care this means less than nothing this is absolutely meaningless there's not even a nugget in here to debunk it's it, 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 this, is, it, this is charlatan work. It, it, this is, it is completely meaningless. Does the paper ever use the word gender? Gender is not used anywhere in the um, resources that they cite underneath this. This right here, source, state laws on minor consent for routine medical care, the thing they're basing their distinction on, doesn't mention gender at all. It's routine medical care. It, it doesn't even specify. Not to mention the provisions here for what it would take for, you, for, for the minor access or whatever. The provisions here seem to be like pretty significant. A lot of these states are like, yeah, a minor can consent to their own medical care if they're, like, homeless or without parents or, like, living separately or something. You know? Like, listen to the one from California. 15 or older, living separate and apart from the minor's parents or guardians, managing their own financial affairs. Like, okay? This, this, This isn't just, like, kids going down to the doctor and getting hormones. This is, like kids in desperate situations. DC only refers to vaccinations? For Florida, unaccompanied homeless youth, 16 or older.
1: Okay. I'm not crackpiping right now. Shut up. Alright, well, this was a fucking waste of time. Well, at least
0: transgenders stay winning, I guess. (sighs) What a what a goofy goober waste of time. I'm goobin right now. That's what I'm doing.